Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Aaron J. Dodson podcast, and this is a 10-minute overview of the book of Isaiah. Nelson Bibles have an introduction to the book of Isaiah that I think is good, and I want you to consider it. Isaiah is like a miniature Bible, the first 39 chapters, like the 39 books of the Old Testament, are filled with judgment upon immoral and idolatrous people. Judah has sinned. The surrounding nations have sinned. The whole earth has sinned. Judgment must come, for God can't allow such blatant sin to go unpunished forever. But the final 27 chapters, like the 27 books of the New Testament, declare a message of hope. The Messiah is coming as a Savior and as a Sovereign to bear a cross and to wear a crown. Isaiah's prophetic ministry spans the reigns of four kings of Judah, and it covers at least 40 years. His name, Isaiah, it means Jehovah is salvation. And the name, Isaiah, is an excellent summary of the contents of his book. Isaiah 1 verse 1 says, The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. And in this consideration, I'd like for us to think about Isaiah the man and a few details about him. It will help us to appreciate the book. He was a prophet of Jehovah God. He was married His wife was called a prophetess, Isaiah 8, verse 3, either because she was married to him or because she shared the prophetic gift. He had two sons, and their names are not easy to say, but their names have prophetic significance. Shira Jeshub, a remnant shall return, Isaiah 7, 3, and Meher Shalahazbaz, that means quick to plunder, chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. And chapter 8, verse 18. And these two names speak of the nation's judgment and restoration, which were two very important themes in Isaiah's book and his prophecy. He was called to ministry in the year that King Uzziah died, according to Isaiah 6, verse 1. And that began, uh, or that year was 739 B.C. He ministered through the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, who died in 686. So uh, from about 739 to 686 there are the years of the kings uh, that he ministered and served dur- under during which time he uh, served. Maybe not that whole entire time, but those are the years of those kings. Isaiah was a man <clears throat> who saw God's Son and God's glory. Chapter 6. And John chapter 12, verse 41, where John quotes Isaiah and says, This Isaiah spoke when he saw his glory, speaking of Jesus. Isaiah was a man who loved his nation. The phrase, my people, is used at least 26 times in his book. He was a patriot who had much love for his country, so much so that he pled with the nation to return to God. And he warned the kings, the monarchs, Uh, when their policies and when their foreign policy was contrary to God's will. Uh, 
He was also a man who hated sin, and he hated sham or false religion. And he was a courageous man who preached boldly and was persecuted. He was a man that was skilled in teaching God's word, and he taught to monarchs such as Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. These were kings of Judah. And after the division of the nation of Israel, after Solomon's death, 1 Kings 12, um, he would be preaching then to the southern division, the southern kingdom, I should say. Again, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Uzziah is also called Azariah, and he was not a very good king, but he had some good attributes about him, but sadly he he tried to intrude into the priest's ministry in the temple and tried to offer worship like a priest, and God judged him by giving him leprosy. And Isaiah had to deal with that. Um, Jotham was a co-regent after his father became a leper. And, and his record as a king was a good one, 2 Kings fifteen thirty-two to 38 and Second Chronicles 27. Then Ahaz, who forged political alliances that eventually brought Judah into captivity or bondage to Assyria, 2 Kings 16. Then Hezekiah, who reigned for 42 years and was no doubt one of Judah's greatest kings, and he depended on Isaiah very much. The ministry of Isaiah spans a period of over 50 years, as I, as I referenced or hinted at before. From about 739 to 686, the death of Uzziah around 739 and the death of Hezekiah around 686. And his ministry could have extended into the years of King Manasseh, who was extremely ungodly. And there's tradition that says that Isaiah was sawn in two by King Manasseh, but there's no way to prove that. Let's consider briefly his message. His book opens with a series of sermons where he denounces sins, the, the personal sins of the people, chapters 1 through 6. Then the, the national sins of the leaders, chapters 7 through 12. And what he does in these messages he's, is he warns of judgment and he pleads for them to repent. But also... As you study the book of Isaiah, you'll come to chapters 13 to 26, where these Gentile nations around Judah were no less ungodly. And Isaiah denounced those nations for their sin, and he warned them about God's judgment. And then chapters 24 to 27, Isaiah is devoted to songs of hope that describe the glory of God and the glory of the future kingdom. And Isaiah sees a day when the two uh, kingdoms of Israel and Judah will return to the land, be reunited, etc. Chapters 28 to 35 focus on the impending Assyrian invasion of Israel and Judah. Israel would be destroyed. The ten tribes would be assimilated into the Assyrian Empire. Uh, but Jerusalem would be delivered by the Lord. And at, that point, at this point in the book, Isaiah moves from prophecy to history. He focuses on two key events during the reign of King Hezekiah, God's miraculous deliverance of Jerusalem from the Assyrians, that's Isaiah chapters 36 and 37, and then Hezekiah's foolish cooperation with the Babylonians, chapters 38 and 39. Chapters 40 through 66 of his book has been called the Book of Consolation. 
where Isaiah addresses the Jewish exiles returning to a, a land that's been impoverished and to a temple that's been ruined. And these chapters give the people comfort and hope. And God would bring comfort through this message if they would but listen to his word and obey him. And then within that section of Isaiah's, Isaiah chapter 40 through 66, you've got the key word servant. The word is used 17 times and has three different uh, meanings or reference. The nation, uh, Cyrus, uh, and then also God's son, Jesus of Nazareth, the suffering servant who died for the sins of the world. Isaiah is very much a warning to his people. And, and I want to I encourage you as you read it and study it, don't think about present day times. Don't think about the church. Don't think about Christians. Don't think about the world or Gentiles so much. But think about Judah and Jerusalem because they are repeatedly spoken of together in the book. If we try to interpret the book in connection with anything else, Besides Judah and Jerusalem, the result is going to be incorrect. It's going to be confusing. Last but not least, Isaiah is also an evangelist who presents Jesus of Nazareth. Now, he doesn't use those names, but among his servant songs, he speaks of Messiah. He quotes, uh, there's, uh, these passages of Isaiah are quoted or alluded to about 40 times in the New Testament. And so... The book of Isaiah, he's definitely very much so a messianic prophet. Isaiah is a very overlooked book, in my opinion. And I want you to take some of the things that I have said and go online even and look up outlines of the book that will help you in a study of Isaiah. Uh, maybe even some um, background uh, historical contextual things that might help you as well that will well let me just give you this and then i'll close this out i don't want you to be discouraged to try to read isaiah okay there's a lot of figurative language in it um, but he's speaking about judah and jerusalem and the times of the assyrians and and the babylonians uh, two words for an overview chapters 1 through 39 condemnation chapters 40 through 66 consolation keep that in mind as you study and i think it will help you i hope i've whetted your appetite uh if i haven't i haven't done a very good job i wish i could say more but i want to keep it limited so that hopefully people will consume this uh, material and it will whet their appetite to not be afraid to get into isaiah and read and try to keep it in its context and read it on its own merits and then as later you're reading in the new testament you will see things that point back to isaiah Isaiah is an awesome book. It's like, like I said, a miniature Bible. I love it. And I wish that um, I could say something that would encourage you to study it. I know this. God knew the needs of the people then. He knows the, people, the needs of his people today. And that includes learning what we can, according to Romans 15, verse 4, from the book of Isaiah. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.